Good morning, TGRE family. Um, so with golf season just a few weeks away, I thought it would be really good to give you guys a refresher on the goal, right? Like what is the master plan for the year so that you can play your best golf? So uh, many of you guys who are listening to this already have the master plan, but we're gonna kind of dive into it in a little bit more detail. Um, over these next eight sessions, kind of going through each module. Um, and then we'll kind of continue to pluck away and give you guys all some secrets. So let's get to work. So the big question is this, how do passionate golfers like you and me maximize our potential and build consistency without having to try a new tip every time we hit the links? That was the question, and this is the podcast that will give you the answer. My name's Kyle Morris, and welcome to Stock Shot Secrets. So let's first talk about um, why it's called the master plan, and why, what is it, right? So long and short, one of the comments that kind of bugs me amongst golfers, and I completely understand what they're saying, is the fact where they go, hey, there is multiple ways to swing a golf club, which is absolutely true. There is no doubt that that is true. However, there's also a way to do it that aligns more with physics and efficiency, that gives you the maximum amount of time for minimum amount of compensation. So like, there's no doubt that like, Jim Furyk's swing works. There's no doubt that like, Matt Wolf's swings works, but, there's also swings, you know, say like uh, Justin Rose or Louis Wusthazen or so on and so forth that are more efficient that allow a player to have better odds to hit a golf ball, right? So, um, and I think, but every swing, there's no doubt that every swing in the game of golf requires timing. So when I was playing and I, you know, I started working and, or started to, I became like a real student of the game probably when I was about a freshman in high school. I just used to like, was one of those nerds and I would just watch videos all the time. And um, I always felt like the lessons I was getting were always like jumping from here to there and like there was no systematic approach to what it was doing. It was like, okay, try this and then try that and then you know, your face is open, so like strengthen your grip, and then, you know, your shoulders are closed, so open your shoulders, and the next week it was like, your shoulders are too open, so now close your shoulders. And I just felt like I was constantly running and chasing my tail, like running on a treadmill, but like not actually going anywhere. So, you know, fast forward that to college, I continue, I'm at Seton Hall, you know, when you're playing in college, very little, um, there's very little instruction that takes place in a college program, as well as it's just hard to get away because usually at Seton Hall you didn't have a car. So, um, so I really dove in a lot to that. And I mean, I remember thinking about like watching Trevor Immelman swing and Trevor Immelman's like trail elbows, like really, really down, like in his forearm like this. And I'd be like, okay, I need to do that. But then I was like, I can't do that. I'm not flexible enough. Like, why can't, why can he do it? And I can't do it. Like, but just not knowing, right? You just don't know what you don't know. And then I graduate college. I go and sit down with Jack Nicholas and Friday of the Memorial Tournament, which is probably, you know, an episode or a podcast in itself. 
um, of just what I learned during those two hours of sitting at his house. But, you know, one of the things that he had said was like, hey, like my suggestion to you is really, there was really two main points is like, hey, you need to build a stock shot. And two, you need to learn the art of practicing by mechanics and playing by feel. And I was like, you know, oh my gosh, that's kind of like what I want. Like I want to have a stock shot because obviously that's what you did. And that's kind of where, you know, we continued to talk a little bit about this stock shot. And I was like, he's like, you know, it's always, you know, I could basically, for him, it was a cut, you know, and whether someone wants to hit a cut or a draw, I don't really care because the way that the person does it is nearly the same. I was actually teaching an elite junior yesterday and I was, we put her cut swing on the screen and her draw swing on the swing. And I said, I brought over a player who's really smart, one of our juniors and said, hey, which one's the draw and which one's the cut? And they're like, I don't, I don't know. Right, so the draw and the cut, the swings look the same. It's just how the face interacts with the path. So, so Jack, Jack says, yeah, you need to build this stock shot. Now, fast forward, I meet up with my mentor and basically surrogate father, Mike Bender, who I owe, you know, more to than anybody else on the planet, aside from God. And he essentially says, you know, he kind of goes through and starts to create like this, every, every question I had, like there was an answer and there was a systematic approach to what it is. And like, I was going through and I was doing all these drills and so on and so forth. And, and then he created another layer to what Jack had said in regards to the stock shot. And he goes, you know, one of the great things about a stock shot is the fact that the ball's always playing offense, right? Which was the same thing Jack had said. And then if you look at it, like if you're gonna hit a draw, all greens are pitched back to front. And when you do that, what kind of putts do you like, Kyle? And I go, I like right to lefters. And he goes, well, now you're gonna have a lot of 12 foot right to lefters. And I was like, oh, perfect, more birdies, right? So it was this whole concept of chasing, you know, what the stock, chasing this stock shot and creating a systematic approach to actually build it because unfortunately, and for the teachers that are listening to this, right? Like, unfortunately, there's no doubt that like a lot of teachers can look at a swing and see, oh yeah, like you're over the top or oh yeah, you early extend or oh yeah, your club face is open. But there is an art to learning the sequence of how to build a golf swing and what comes first, right? So a lot of times as teachers and as players and YouTube watchers trying to find you know, fix your swing, you see on the TV, like what's going on. You go, oh my gosh, like I'm really over the top and my club is coming through my lead forearm or hey, my face is open or blah, 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 or I'm flipping. But a lot of times those things are just effects from an earlier cause. And it's the art of realizing what is the cause that creates the effect. And if you fix the cause, the effect takes place, right? Or the, the effect fixes itself. So after, you know, I would fly to I would fly to Florida all the way from Scottsdale. I mean, I spent I mean thousands and thousands of hours learning all this stuff. Spent hundred probably over a hundred thousand, couple hundred thousand dollars, quite frankly, probably about seven hundred grand, quite frankly, um, in learning all of this stuff just through all of the trials and tribulations and practicing and playing and traveling and doing all this stuff to come up with this systematic approach of how to build a stock shot, right? And that's what you're after, right? You've gotta have a vision of the ball flight that you want to hit. And then once you do that, you start to build the stacks and you start to build this foundation 
in which you can then build that stock shot because we all want stock shots, right? Like we all want to be able to hit a ball that's working towards the flag and it's always getting closer, right? That That's what's going to, it's what makes you feel good. It's what makes the ball feel like you have consistency. And that's really like what everybody is saying when, when they come into the golf room and they go, hey, what'd you book a lesson for, for? Or they go to the golf room everywhere and I go, what'd you book a lesson for? And they go, I booked a lesson because I wanted to build a stock shot, right? Or not a build a stock shot, I wanna be more consistent. I go, oh, so like what that means is you wanna build a stock shot. So that's really the framework of what we're trying to do, right? That's module one of the master plan. I gotta get you to buy in that trying to hit it straight is like trying to find a unicorn in a parking lot. It's just really, really hard. So sure, you can do it sometimes, but like every player on tour curves it everybody it doesn't matter who you are but no one's golf ball is straight and this was kind of where I became as a teacher so I did it as a player I learned it from like Jack Nicholas I learned it from Mike Bender when I became a teacher the first thing I did when I moved home because I had a track man in Columbus as a player I was confused and I was saying what are optimal track man numbers for on-course performance like I'm looking at this thing and I don't know like, should my club path be zero? Should it be three? Should it be six? Should it be 12? Should it be two? Should it be three? And I'm like, I need to know what is perfect. Like what is ideal? And that's where I then said, okay, I'm gonna become and go into becoming a master track man professional. And there was only like, there's only like 60 of us or 80 of us in the world. Like there's not that many. Wrote this big long thesis, like did all these experiments like in the lab of, um, and had the people in Denmark and their, and they're like closed circuit, like, you know, essentially robot center, like doing all of this data and saying, okay, what all is on course perform? Like what are the perfect numbers for on course performance? Which you can read about if you go to the link, if you go to Google, or maybe there's a link here um, of how, it, the, the title of the article is how zeroing out can hurt your scorecard. And it comes to the conclusion that if you hit a golf ball with a club path of six and a face angle of three, right, the ball hits the line, right? So the face is a little close to the path. An average tour player's face is three degrees. If you have a club path of four and a half, and then you take it all the way to the other side of one and a half, the ball will overcurve the line, which isn't ideal for a stock shot, but it only overcurves it 9.6 feet. And no pin is more than three paces off the side of a green. And then if you go four and a half path and four and a half face, the ball will leave from 180 yards, it'll leave 40, it'll be 31 feet away from the flag, which is inside the tour average. So the best on-course performance for a number is between four and a half and six. Like that's kind of what you want to be doing. Six if you want to eliminate a side, four and a half if you want to, you know, have a little bit less curve. And I mean, that's it's barely curving. So that's kind of, this was the framework or the idea of as a player and as a coach where I go, oh my gosh, I got this as a player. You know, when I started to learn this stock shot from Mike, I had seven hole in ones in 23 months. It was nuts and insane. You know, ball striking was like my thing. Like I could, you know, you know, I, I hit it really, really good, but you know, I had to, obviously there were some other things which I can, I've talked about in the past of just why I'm teacher and why, why I couldn't make it to the, you know, the top of the, the ladder, which is fine. God's got my, God's got me right where he wants me, which is awesome. Um, but this is kind of it. Like we got to understand of what a stock shot is and then that's what it is. Now the next piece of this, so module two, now we're gonna go into what it is to 
like the first brick that you need to lay to build a stock shot, right? So you gotta come back and figure out what that is. Um, and the first thing, because if you don't get this one, if you don't get the first brick, nothing else you do in your golf swing matters. It is a complete waste of time. As I say to people who come take lessons, I go, if you spend $10,000 on your lesson on lessons to get better, but you don't understand this principle, then it is completely a waste of money. So you gotta come back and figure out what that is and then we'll dive into the next layer, or module two of the master plan as we get ready to tackle this golf season. All right, have a great day, talk soon. Hey guys, it's Kyle again, and I just opened up a brand new text line so that you guys can um, basically text me all of your questions. I'm going to be spending about 10 to 30 minutes every day answering these questions. So stop what you're doing and send a message to this number, area code 614-541-1988, right? And I'm going to be answering these questions. And just when you send it, when you send that text message, just say hello, and then I'm going to text you back. You can save my number. Then you can text me anytime, any question that you may have, and and then um, we can just stay communicate. We can stay connected through this texting line. And through this texting line, I'm also going to be giving away free swag. I'm going to be telling you about new video series that are coming up, or anything that might be happening inside our community. So stop what you're doing. Text me at 614-541-1988, and I look forward to texting with you guys soon. Right.